here I am out here in these internet streets, constantly doing lectures and talks, writing emails, doing podcasts, all about the power of plants and the approach you need to take in order to put these conditions in remission. And you know, one of the first things people raise their hand to ask me about is moderation. Well, how much can I have, Lise? People think that there's a way to still eat all of those things and arrive at optimal health. Like, I, you mean to tell me you gonna let ice cream and butter come in between you and your longevity? Wild, wild. <laughs> Just because someone can live with a disease doesn't mean they should. The overwhelming majority of prescriptions written today are written to treat lifestyle disease. Lifestyle disease is defined as conditions which can be attributed to the way in which a person lives. This includes things like physical activity, drinking, smoking, stress, the quality of our social connections, sleep, purposeful and professional alignment, and of course, our diet. But what if there was an alternative? What if before putting pen to pad, we had a comprehensive solution in lieu of pills and procedures? You are listening to the Plant Protocol Podcast for current and aspiring health professionals who are done with simply managing chronic lifestyle challenges and are interested in taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating them. I'm your host, Lisa A. Smith. It's time to come get this health. Before we go any further, please note the information in this episode is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content contained in this episode is for informational and educational purposes only. Enjoy. I want to talk about the power of plants today. So I want to revisit the reasons why a whole food plant-based diet is so powerful for optimal health, for longevity, for disease prevention, for disease reversal. I want to talk about why the power of plants is so powerful. Because listen, here's the thing. Some of you guys hear me say this all the time, especially at the beginning of the podcast. Just because you can live with a disease doesn't mean you should. Just because you can live with a disease doesn't mean you should. So let me be crystal clear about why a whole food plant-based diet is so doggone powerful. Let's just start there, okay? Because some of us are living with conditions, living with pain and suffering, carrying excess weight that we don't have to. We're literally waking up every day in a body that is more of a liability than an asset and we don't have to. Like there are some decisions that we can make. There's some critical decisions that we can make that can truly change our health outcomes that we are avoiding making. So in case some of you guys are new here, you need a reminder or a better understanding of the power of a whole food plant-based diet, of the power of diet alone and the quality of your health, let me remind you. So The reason I teach this content, I promote this content, and I live as a whole food plant-based vegan is because all of the beautiful evidence that shows how when we eat all of the inflammatory properties of animal products, 
it increases our chances of disease, of deficiency, of premature death, of disability. So it's all of the inflammation from the saturated fat, from the cholesterol, from the hormones, from the advanced glycation end products, and disease-promoting properties of animal products, of dairy, increases the likelihood that you will be battling something like heart disease. It increases the likelihood that you'll be battling something like type 2 diabetes. Eating all of those things, refined sugar, processed oils, ultra-processed food, even if it's vegan, all of that mess increases the likelihood that you will have depression, anxiety, you know, um, hypertension, high cholesterol, autoimmune disease. Like there is a ton of studies, evidence and everything. And not only do I have evidence of that, I have evidence to the contrary, which makes me even more like instilled in my belief in what I'm saying. I have evidence to the contrary, which says that when we remove those things from our diet, all of those conditions are then more likely to go into remission. So literally, when you remove fish, chicken, dairy, eggs, turkey, pork, poultry out of your diet, you increase your chances of reversing obesity, heart disease, hypertension, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, combating autoimmune disease, combating mood disorders. Let's not even get into neurological issues like Alzheimer's. When you remove these inflammatory properties out of your diet, even the vegan stuff, the sugar, the oil, the excess salt, the colorants, the food dyes, don't get it twisted. Everything that is not health promoting has to go. There is so much evidence that you will have a higher quality of health. So here's what I don't understand, okay? I'm actually coming with more questions than I have answers today, okay? So here's what I do not understand. I do not understand if we are diagnosed with something that we can technically live with for years, meaning you're diagnosed with something that doesn't kill you immediately, right? Like you're diagnosed with something that you can technically have for years. What I don't understand is why even though we can live with diabetes, even though we can live with obesity, even though we can live with heart disease, why are we choosing to? Do you guys even know that there is another option? Like, I don't even know how many of us know this, but I just want to remind you on today that even though you can live with a disease doesn't mean you should. The fact that it's manageable should not give you permission to put it in remission. She should not give you permission to continue to live with it and not work to put it in remission, should I say. Like, don't think the fact, the fact that you can take a medication, that you can take an injection, means that all you have to do is take the medication and take the injection and you're doing something about the condition. Like, do you guys know that when it comes to specifically lifestyle disease, when it comes to being overweight, when it comes to chronic kidney failure, when it comes to fatty liver disease, when it comes to lifestyle disease, meaning diseases that are a result of the way in which we live, meaning how you eat, how you don't eat, what you drink, what you don't drink, what you smoke, what drugs you do, how you sleep, how you don't sleep, your stress levels, whether or not you're happy and fulfilled in your life, your social connections, your the physical environment that you live in and all the toxins you're exposed to, all of those things determines 
our health outcomes. It's not just your DNA. Like your DNA only plays about a 10% role in your health outcomes. It's mostly your environment and your day-to-day life. Literally the choices you make every day when you wake up as an adult that has completely control over their lives. Those are the choices that determine your health outcomes. So here's what I don't understand. I don't understand if you have all of this control over your health outcomes, why aren't you choosing to make the choices that are gonna align with putting lifestyle conditions in remission? Here's what I need y'all to understand about lifestyle disease. Even though when the doctor writes you a prescription to for a pill, a powder, an injection, whatever, to take for this chronic condition, do you guys know you are not treating the condition? I don't know if some people know this and I'm not trying to be facetious. Like, do you know when you have high blood pressure and your doctor writes you a script for high blood pressure, it is not to treat the high blood pressure. It's to help you live with the high blood pressure. Like, I wanna make sure that's clear first and foremost. Like when someone writes you a script for high cholesterol, that statin is not doing anything to increase your chances of waking up this time next year without the high cholesterol. It's only making sure that you wake up next year with the high cholesterol. Like just keep taking the pill. You technically got the condition, but if you keep taking the pill, it's gonna help you live with the condition, okay? So understand that medication is not treatment. Medication for lifestyle disease is not treatment. It is permission to live with a disease. But there are some of you who actually desire to live disease-free. I know it. I talk to y'all all all the time. Y'all call me. Y'all message me. Y'all in my DMs. Y'all in my classes every month. I know it's some of you. It's some people out here who are very satisfied with taking their statin, taking their insulin, taking their, you know, pills. And that's the lane they want to stay in. They are not interested in doing anything above and beyond taking a medication. We are not talking to them people today. Let them have that. I'm talking to those of you who truly desire to lose the weight, to get off the medication, to feel better, who's sick of joint pain, who's sick of sleepless nights, who's sick of all all this hyperactivity in your brain. I'm talking to those you guys. I want you to understand that when it comes to lifestyle disease, you cannot treat it with medication. You can live with it with medication, You treat it with lifestyle modifications. Let me say it again. Let me say it two more times. When it comes to lifestyle disease, these are diseases that are a result of the way in which a person lives, okay? When it comes to lifestyle diseases, medications are prescribed to help you live with them. The way you combat them, the way you arrest them, the way you put them in remission is with lifestyle. Apples to apples. Medication does not treat hypertension. Lifestyle treats hypertension. Medication helps you live with hypertension. Let's get that crystal clear. The only way you're gonna put that condition in remission and truly combat it and start living life on your own terms is with a lifestyle modification. I don't care how regimented you are with your injections, with reading the patch, taking your blood sugar every morning, pricking your finger every day, taking an injection every afternoon, popping a pill on time every morning. I don't care how regimented you are with the prescription. You are still going to wake up with that condition this time next year unless you change your lifestyle. 
So just because you can live with a disease doesn't mean you should. Just because you know people who have been diabetic for 15, 20 years, just because you watched your mom and grandma live with high blood pressure for 40 years doesn't mean they should have. Doesn't mean you should. It is not a permission slip. You are meant to do what's required and make the decisions necessary to modify the lifestyle that got you to the diagnosis in the first place. Does that make sense, y'all? Here's the thing, right? When it comes to, you know, really aligning yourself with what's required, here's what I want you to know. There is no way to change and stay the same at the same time. You cannot change and stay the same. You have to make a choice. So I understand that adopting a plant-based regimen is challenging. Like, don't get me wrong. The elevated version that we teach inside of Farm to Table and that I teach my coaches inside of the plant protocol, it ain't just a vegan regimen. Like, we clean, clean because we're using the food for medicine, right? And so it's not a matter of just not eating meats. It's, It's a matter of intentionally eating plants. And so... We teach an elevated version, which we are very aware is challenging. Like, I know it's hard not to cook with oil. Y'all think I don't know? Like, I know it's hard not to eat sugar. Like, I know it's difficult to say no to that chicken and that pizza and them French fries and that cheese and that ice cream and that butter. Come on, butter is delicious. It's so creamy. It's so creamy. Like, I don't want you guys to know that I'm so far gone in the plant world that I don't realize how delicious pizza is. I get it. But here's the thing. When you are battling a disease, the pace at which you move should never be based on how you feel. It should be based on what you're battling, right? When it's time to change your diet, to really feel better, guys, when it's time to do what's required to once and for all get off the medication so that you can once and for all wake up in the body that's more of an asset than a liability. When it's time to do that work, I need you to recognize that the rigor of the approach you take should be based on the rigor of what you're battling. What do you mean, Lisa? Well, if you have hypertension or high cholesterol, for example, those are all precursors to what? Heart disease. More specifically, those are all precursors to a heart attack or a stroke. How many people know somebody battling heart disease or have had a heart attack or have had a stroke or have clogged arteries or have congestive heart failure? So if we know that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 people a year, when you have a precursor to heart disease, why on God's earth and on Beyonce's internet, wouldn't you do everything you can to get rid of hypertension and high cholesterol? Because you have 700,000 pieces of evidence that this thing kills. So why would you prioritize just taking a pill and not prioritize doing everything you can to reduce your reduce your risk factors for succumbing to what we've watched 700,000 others succumb to? I don't get it. I'm baffled by this. I'm baffled that we think Just because I can live with hypertension, I should. Just because I can live with high cholesterol, I should. Just because I can live 20, 40, 50 years and be overweight, I should. Why would you put that much pressure on your arteries? Why would you make your heart work that hard with all that visceral fat around it? 
Why would you mucky up your liver like that? Your arteries don't want all of that visceral fat. Do the work. Like, uh, you mean to tell me you gonna let ice cream and butter come in between you and your longevity? You cannot change and stay the same. So here's what people think. People think that there's a way to still eat all of those things and arrive at optimal health. And you want to know how I know y'all think this? It's because everybody thinks everything in moderation. Wild. Wild. <laughs> here I am out here in these internet streets, constantly doing lectures and talks, writing emails, doing podcasts, all about the power of plants and the approach you need to take in order to put these conditions in remission. And you know, one of the first things people raise their hand to ask me about is moderation. Well, how much can I have, Lise? Here's my favorite one. Well, what sugars are okay? You got diabetes. You overweight. You got memory loss. You got the beginning signs of dementia. Ain't no sugar that's okay for you. You can have natural, you can have fruit, but don't come asking me about all of this Okay, could I do agave and then mix it with the monk fruit, spin it around and sprinkle the Splenda on it? At this point, your body and mind is compromised. The only thing you should be asking me is what mindset shift is required. Like what did the people you've had success with, Lisa, what did they believe? What shifted it from them? Because I am like, when I even think about giving up cookies or giving up my favorite potato chips or giving up chocolate or giving up coffee, like it gives me anxiety. So what do I need to believe, Lise? Don't ask me a substitute for coffee. Don't ask me. Caffeine is a stimulant. Caffeine is going to impede your brain's ability to create melatonin. So now we got sleep issues. Caffeine is going to severely dehydrate you. So now we got hydration issues. You're in a season where you already don't feel good. See, you can ask questions about substitutions and all of that when you feel good because you want to know why you've earned the right. You've earned the right for a little bit of moderation when you've gotten the weight off, when you've put the condition in remission, when you've gotten off a of medication, when you're no longer waking up with pain and suffering and joint pain and stomach issues and headaches and constipation. When you do all of the hard work, to get rid of that stuff. Then we can have a conversation about if I was to eat a bag of chips, what direction would you give me? But don't ask me about that when you come in highly medicated. The example I gave to my students the other night is how we treat cancer versus how we treat hypertension, right? Like, because if you were to get diagnosed with cancer, I can almost guarantee you would do whatever the doctors say, the health coach say, the random YouTubers say, if you got diagnosed with cancer, I can almost guarantee you would do whatever they said to get that cancer out of your body. And that's wild because cancer is not even the number one cause of death in the U.S. But when it comes to being overweight, when it comes to being diabetic, when it comes to being hypertensive, when it, those things, you like, I do some of it, I'll do the part that's not too hard. I'll do the part that still allows me to eat a cookie, but I ain't willing to do all of it. Like, why don't we treat all of these other conditions like we treat cancer? Why is it that cancer to us is like, by any means necessary? No, I can't have that chicken. Matter of fact, don't even cook it in here. I don't even know if I'm allowed to smell it. You like, I do whatever it takes to get rid of this cancer, but I am not willing to do whatever it takes 
to get rid of the first warning signs of a heart attack. Wild. 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 If you understood the health risk of being overweight, you will work harder. If you understood the health risk of having all of these lifestyle conditions, if you understood the health risk of just being on the medications that treat them for decades, like they not side effects, they are actually direct effects. I don't even know why we call them side effects. They not a side, they a main dish. All of the effects that come from taking the medications, if you knew the implied health risk of those things, like you will work harder to change your lifestyle. So all I came here to say, in conclusion, with all of my passion, (laughs) is that if you ain't hear nothing else today, here's what I want you to hear. You cannot treat lifestyle disease with medication. You treat it with lifestyle. You gained the weight over the years. Your blood pressure went up over the years. Your cholesterol went up over the years, right? Your A1C, the measure for diabetes, went up over the years. You slowly started losing your memory over the years. Like your bouts of depression and anxiety started worsening over the years. You know what that means? Like my point is you didn't wake up and things were at a 10. They probably started at a low hum. They started at a one or two. And because you made some decisions, they escalated to a 10 over the years. Like that small stomach pain that you felt has now increased to this intense pain that you can barely stand. All of that happened over time, guys, which means it's lifestyle. It's not something that you just got exposed to in the water or by breathing the air. It's not COVID. These things are a result of your lifestyle that intensified over the years because you didn't make a severe enough change in your lifestyle. You changed small things. Like you went from a 24-ounce Pepsi to an 8-ounce. It wasn't enough, though. You went from a family size bag of chips to a personal bag. It wasn't enough, though. You went from a sleeve of cookies to two cookies, but it wasn't enough, though. I'm telling you, the things you are battling require a lifestyle modification. Just because you can live with it doesn't mean you should. Just because you can live with it doesn't mean you should. Just because you don't drop dead the day after diagnosis does not give you a permission slip to stay the same. The diagnosis should be an indicator to you that it's time for some things to change and quickly. You think just because you developed it over the years that now you could take another several years to put it behind you. It don't work that way. It's escalated too much at this point. You have to be aggressive. You have to be aggressive. Does that make sense? And listen, the aggressiveness don't even have to last as long as it took you to get the condition. That's the good news. That's the good news. Health is not the same as some other things in our life. Like, you know how it can take you a hot minute to get into debt? Like, you can run up some debt in a matter of weeks, days, really, right? But it can take you a while to run up some debt. And then here you are, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars in debt. And it usually takes you a while to get out of debt, right? You run it up quick and then it takes a while to pay it off, right? Unless you can do some really serious lump sum payments, right? The cool thing about nutrition is it's not like that. With nutrition, you can spend years developing the condition and escalating the condition 
But here's the good news that the good Lord sent me to tell you today. You can spend years developing the condition and intensifying the condition. But unlike debt, it could take only a matter of months, sometimes weeks to feel better. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? So you could take years to have to pay off that debt. But when it comes to your health, there are some decisions you can make today. Changing your diet, drinking water, getting rid of chronic stress. There are some decisions you can make today that can have you feeling better as early as tomorrow. Yeah, like you can choose not to have a drink tonight before bed. You can choose not to put actual poison in your body before you lay your head to rest. You can choose not to think you deserve every sweet that you see. You can choose something different and literally be feeling better by next week. It don't take as long to get out from under the condition that it took to get into the condition. This is a blessing. This is good news. And here's the super final thing I want to remind you of. Your body has given you grace. Disease is a blessing. Disease is a gift, not a curse. Lisa, what do you mean disease is a gift, not a curse? That's wild, <laughs> right? If y'all talk like me, that's what you just said in your head, right? What do you mean disease is a gift, not a curse? When your body runs your blood pressure up, because your arteries are clogged and your arteries are narrowing, so there's not enough blood to get through the arteries, not the blood flowing what is, and giving what it's supposed to give. Like when your body runs your cholesterol up because you won't stop eating the animal products, when your weight starts going up, like when the scale starts moving way past what you want it to go to, when you start having, you know, uh, disruptions in your sleep, when you start having stomach issues and all of that, that is a gift. Because instead of your arteries completely shutting down and cutting off the blood flow completely, your body saves your life by running up the numbers to give you time to do what's required. You should be thankful for getting diagnosed with something if you have to, because it is an indicator to you. Your body is saving your life by running up your numbers instead of completely shutting down. Like your body's like, yo, we don't agree with all of this sugar. We don't agree with all of this oil. We don't agree, agree with all of this pop. We don't agree with all of these fried foods. We don't agree with all of these processed foods. But instead of shutting down and completely malfunctioning, it just runs your numbers up. So it gives you a little pain and discomfort in your, in your back and in your knees and in your stomach. It gives you headaches. Thank God for headaches. Thank God for stomach issues because it is giving you another chance. Like the pain and suffering that you feel from the diagnosis, from the excess weight, is you getting another chance to do something about it. You better accept that grace and quit plan because you know what? A moment and a day is going to come where your time is up. Like, yo, I gave you 20 years to correct this diabetes. I'm gonna go ahead and have to shut this whole pancreas down at this point. I tried, I gave you 20 years to live with it though. Like I gave you plenty of time to figure it out. Like, yo, I'm gonna have to go ahead and shut your liver down, bro. I let you be overweight for 15 years. But at this point, I've done all I could do. I no longer can filter the toxin out of your body. As a liver, I got to shut down. I'm overworked and underpaid at this point. That's what your liver is saying when you get fatty liver disease. Like that's what your kidneys are saying when you get chronic kidney failure. The nephrons in your kidneys are like, yo, 
I can't keep doing this overtime. I thought you were going to meet me halfway. I thought you were going to stop feeding me the animal protein. I told you it was too much. Like your kidney's been talking to you and you you ignore like it's a one way conversation. Like this is the most dysfunctional relationship ever. Like everybody know the key to a healthy relationship is communication and your whole body been communicating to you. I can handle this for a little while, but at some point you're going to have to jump in here and give me some plants, some water, get this processed junk out of me because I can only do so much. And yet and still, you think a medication, an injection, a patch, a monitor is doing something. Just because you monitoring your blood pressure don't mean you treating it. What? Like, don't think just because you keeping an eye on your numbers is doing anything to put the condition in remission. You can only treat lifestyle disease with lifestyle modifications, not a statin, not a water pill, not a diuretic. Like that helps you live with it, but you have to treat it with lifestyle. Listen, I hope this makes sense because for some reason we think if we can live with a disease, we should. And that is insane. That diagnosis is a communication to you that it's time to get to work. It is not permission to take a medication on time every day and continue business as usual. Understood? Are we clear? I think we clear, y'all. I think we clear. Okay, so listen, if this resonated with you, please share this with somebody. Please share this with somebody who really believes that they are doing themselves a service by simply managing their chronic disease. We are not in the management business. Our goal is not to manage a disease. Our goal is to put it in remission. So I need everyone who this resonated with to share it with someone who needs to hear it because this is the perspective that just may change their life. This is the perspective that just may change their life. I hope it was good, y'all. Until next time, peace out. You tuned in today because like me, you're a disruptor. You're passionate about health and you have firsthand experience of taking a whole food plant-based approach to combating chronic health challenges. You want to see lifestyle and dietary modifications become the norm in the way in which we practice healthcare. However, you need mastery around nutrition and lifestyle science, a better understanding of behavior change to improve client compliance, and confidence in your ability to effectively coach clients to adopting those lifestyle modifications. You need The Plant Protocol. Visit theplantprotocol.com to apply and let's work together to improve the way in which we care for our most prized possession, our health. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed what you heard, please consider rating and reviewing this podcast. Until next time, remember, radical obedience is still undefeated. Stay obedient.